we have an important update to share regarding future episodes of 69 Questions. After like a year of asking random people on the internet to answer 69 questions and giggling about it, 69 Questions, as you know it, is being retired. However, Coaster Cuzzy's legacy of bringing you dope-ass content will continue. Our team is hard at work creating a new and reimagined listener experience. We'll share more details on information at a later date. Enjoy the final episode of 69 Questions with Drew the Intern from In The Loop. Wow, Magic Kingdom. Disney Enchantment Fireworks. I didn't know that was the name of this. Wow, it's amazing. Thank you for coming to the Magic Kingdom Disney Enchantment Fireworks. Yes, that was fucking it. Come back next year when we have a better show. Oh man, that was crazy. Wow, I love fireworks, Magic Kingdom. Nothing better than watching fireworks behind a castle. Oh shit. There's like a naked dude in a window. I didn't think you could see houses from the Magic Kingdom. Oh my god. Is that Drew the intern? Coaster Bro! Hi! Coaster Bro! This is embarrassing. Um, yeah, he, I don't know that guy. You! You! That guy! That guy with the hat! Um, hey, hey man. Um, I'm, I'm around like people I know. And um, but all right, I'll, I'll come. You. Should I come? Should I come down? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm coming to you. I'm coming. To you. How do I get up there? How about I just go uh, in this underground tunnel and come up your basement? Is that cool? Uh, uh, we don't have basements in Florida. Well, the Magic Kingdom does, and um, I'm just gonna crawl out of the sewer. And right. I'm here. I'm here. Hey. hey. Hi. Wow, this is a great house you have. You want me to throw you a towel, man? I don't know why you just stand around naked like this. Well, I was taking a bath, man, watching the fireworks. Yeah, man, it's great. You have a setup where you just be naked, watch the fireworks of every night. That's um, I can see why you got this place. It's really neat. Yeah, uh, except for when I got this place, the fireworks were on hiatus for uh, the pandemic, so I didn't actually know for about a year that I was going to be able to see fireworks from here. Now that I know what you look like naked, and uh, I've seen these fireworks, um, there's not whole much, not a whole lot going on tonight. I'm assuming you you want to answer sixty nine questions. Yeah. Well, who is Drew the intern? I am. Uh, I am the in the loop intern, uh, which used to sort of mean something. Now it means absolutely nothing. And uh, I actually probably do less work than anybody else on the channel. What are you most known for in the community? I guess being <laughs> being in the loops intern, uh, drinking beers and uh, riding roller coasters. How'd you get into roller coasters? Oh, uh, man, I was born into it. I think my earliest memory in my life was at Cedar Point as a kid. Uh, I was one, two, something like that. I mean, I'm sure I have earlier memories, but like the earliest one that I can like date to like a specific time that I know when it happened was Mean Streak's opening year, like looking up out of the stroller and seeing this like giant wooden structure. And it was a nighttime. It was at night um, and it was like way bigger than me because, you know, I was like one in the stroller, one or two. Yeah, I was one. Um, so yeah, that, that's probably the earliest memory I have. What was your first roller coaster? What that ended up being? Uh, that'd be Junior Gemini. How did you become a part of In the Loop? Uh, this is a two-part question. Um, one, uh, Clint put on Facebook one time that he needed people to answer phones for back when In the Loop was a live podcast, and so Clint needed people to answer phones, and I uh, volunteered to do that. So I answered phones 
one off season when I was uh, just chilling and not having very much going on in uh, my life in between summers at Cedar Point and college. I was living in Michigan at the time and just kind of answered phones for them. And then uh, when I moved down to uh, Florida, uh, the legend ended up being my neighbor and we lived in the same apartment complex. Yeah. And he, he enjoyed my company, but he absolutely hated my apartment because there were eight of us living in a three bedroom apartment. And so we took a lot of the parking spaces. And so he sometimes have to park really far away because my apartment was a bunch of assholes and there was way too many of us living there. What is your favorite in the loop video? Okay, hands down, it's uh, the one where the legend is terrified of this ropes course at Iapa. I remember him sitting down on the uh, picnic table. Yes. So <laughs> it started with we were um, we saw this ropes course, and I was like, I want to do an interview on that picnic table. And so we were trying to convince them that, hey, we want to interview your product. Like, okay. I was like, but it's taking place on that picnic table. (laughs) (laughs) And they were really against it. I was like, no, 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 no. This this is the make or break. Like, it's got to be on the picnic table or it's not happening. And we did it. And then uh, to get back from the picnic table, the legend pretty much had to do the entire course. And he was terrified, almost ripped his suit, Um, (laughs) misgenders a child. And starts crying. He literally started crying. Yeah, you can. You'll you'll, <laughs> you'll have to watch the video. I'll go back. <laughs> uh, but then the other answer has to be the crayon video, our only three million view video. Uh, it's not my favorite because honestly, it was done pretty poorly, and we had no idea that that was going to be our most popular video when I made it. I almost didn't even post it because I thought it was silly. Um, but three million views later, it's still there. Now, what is your favorite podcast episode of In the Loop? Uh, you know, honestly, I I don't have an answer to this one um, because they're all sort of the same to me. Like I listened to an episode, I was like, okay, that was good. Or uh, I used to go back and listen and be like, okay, this is where I can improve. I didn't do quite do this really well. And I like Monday morning quarterbacked it and took notes. And now I don't really ever listen to the podcast again if I'm on it. So I don't really know. I Yeah, I don't, I don't have an answer. I couldn't tell you which one my favorite episode was. What are some of your hobbies outside of amusement park? Drinking beer. Uh, Formula One, uh, and my uh, smart house. Um, by the way, you should you should really put on the towel instead of standing the way you are. Like, um, why is your leg up on the tub? You know, it's uh, it's a sexy pose. You look very confident. I am very confident. I heard that this is how people like it. But if you want, I can uh, dry off and uh, cover up. Yeah, for maybe you. maybe you can show me the house while you dry off here. I hear you're into smart homes. Uh, maybe you can show me your coolest feature around the house. What What is your coolest feature? So I really like um, movie mode. When I sit down, turn on the TV, the blinds all lower. So if I'm watching it during the day, there's no daylight coming in there. And then the TV gets backlight and the, the LEDs kind of match what's going on on the TV screen. So movie mode is really great. How would you describe the smart home hobby to people that have no idea, don't understand it? Maybe boomers. Uh, significantly more expensive than the theme park hobby, but basically your house does every mundane task that you normally do that you don't think about doing. Your house just automatically does it based on what you're doing or where you are in your house. So like to give you an example, like when I open the closet door, the light just automatically turns on, or I walk into the bathroom, the light automatically turns on. And then when I leave, it's done. Um, when I, inevitably forget to close my garage for some reason that always happens it automatically shuts my garage for me if it's after a certain time of night 
Uh, so basically anything that I probably will forget to do or don't want to do, uh, it just automatically does. Like right now it's uh, October. I've got my Halloween lights up. Uh, they automatically turn on at sunset and turn off at uh, 10 o'clock because I don't want to upset the neighbors. And so it just automatically happens. I don't ever have to turn them on or off. It sounds like the greatest thing. I, I could give up roller coasters for this. Yeah, I pretty much have. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, this, is, <laughs> uh, this is definitely topped it. Uh, <laughs> topped roller coasters. It's just more fun. And then new things come out. And I'm like, ooh, do I want this? Like, this new company has these new uh, filament bulbs. Like, they're I don't know if you know those like Edison style bulbs where they like kind of look like the old school bulbs, Uh but they're color changing Edison ones. So you've got three different filament ribbons in there of like a red one, a blue one and a green one. And I'm like, Ooh, do I want these? Cause I can switch out these lights with these. And so anytime something new comes out, I'm always contemplating if it would make my house cooler. Uh, But at the same time, like uh, for the most part, my house is very practical. All the things go on or things that i would want them to do except for party mode that is for my son uh whenever you turn on party mode just every light in the downstairs changes colors and flashes to music and it's a party what is uh something that's misunderstood about this hobby well uh ironically i'm sitting here in a green room and most people just think it's you changing the colors of lights of your room to different colors like oh i'm in a green room now or oh let's make the room purple like i mean i can actually do that right now echo make lights purple Holy and shit. now i'm sitting here in a purple room <laughs> he's perfect uh, he went from green to purple if you're an audio yes. listener uh echo make lights blue echo make lights green okay so that's probably what a lot of people think just having a smart <laughs> home is but uh honestly I, I don't ever actually do that it's a lot of things like uh, routine. So the sun starts setting and the lights in my house slowly fade on. So that way I don't actually have to turn the lights on when it gets dark. It's just the living room and the kitchen lights are just on. So by the time you, and they fade on slowly over like 45 minutes. So by the time you actually need to turn the lights on, they're already just on, um, or opening closet doors and the lights turn on or the bathrooms or things like that. Um, Letting me know when the washer and dryer is done to switch the loads. Uh, honestly, one of the coolest smart home features I have that uh, I think people are going to think this is ridiculous is I've got a smart faucet. So I just ask it for whenever you're doing a recipe for cooking, you need like three and four eighths quarts of water or whatever. And your cup doesn't line up with the measurements that it needs. You just ask the faucet for that much amount of water <laughs> and it puts that in the cup for you. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I have a measuring cup now? You don't need it. No, just I just the have the, the pot. And I'm just like, here we go. This is what I need. What is something that you think everyone should should have in their home? Well, I think everyone should have uh, uh, an Echo because um, I, I, I think they're really handy for a lot of things. Like, honestly, I got it to listen to Coaster Radio's uh, daily broadcast <laughs> when that first was a thing. That's the reason why one of these originally it's appeared their fault. in my house. And uh, 16 of those later, now my entire house runs off of them. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I got to get my first one. Yeah. So once you can listen to their their daily podcast that I actually don't know if it exists anymore because I probably haven't listened to it in a year. Um, it does. Okay. It does. Um, yep. Yeah. So, and then just get a couple of bulbs. Uh, my recommendation is the company Govi. They're Wi-Fi based, so as long as you have Wi-Fi in your house, it's going to work. 
and they're bright. They can change colors. So that's really my original recommendation. You have a bunch of scenes. Uh, don't buy the cheapest ones because the cheapest ones, uh, it's not that they don't work as well. They just don't have as many features and it's better on the app if you can do all the things rather than some of the things. So just get the nicer quality Govee bulbs. A lot of times they're on sale during Amazon Prime. That's how I got them originally. Uh, they weren't my first bulbs. The first ones I had were Philips Hughes, which uh, that is the one that everyone originally talks about is like the best smart bulbs, but they do almost the exact same things as the Govee. A Govee does some things better and are like a third of the price. What is something completely unreasonable that you love in your home? <laughs> my uh, my smart mops that mop the floor for me. Smart mops? <laughs> yes. Stop. What is a smart mop? It's like a robot. And so it's like the... <laughs> All right. I'm, you might actually want this on your show. I do. <laughs> um, okay. Because <laughs> you said stop. Like I... <laughs> Don't stop. Okay. <laughs> Tell me what it is. <laughs> okay. So it is... It's like the robot vacuums, only it's a mop with its mop pad. And so it just goes around and mops the floor and then mop and like so it just mops your floor for you uh and if you get one that is like communicates with your smart vacuum then like the mop will go out and be like nope the floor is too dirty it needs to be vacuumed first and then the mop will go back and then the vacuum will go out and vacuum first and then the mop will go out um and so you've got the smart vacuum and then the smart mop that then mops up the floor i need this <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm kind of pissed I've had you on the podcast now and I'm going to be losing all my money. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but like, when, when was the last time you swept your floor? Don't ask me that. I I probably have to do it once a month because I'll find like one random spot. I'm like, oh, the vacuum didn't get here. And that, but so I just vacuum my house every day by pu pushing a button on my phone and then it goes out and then three days a week it gets mopped too. Wow. Uh, so yeah. much so that then we bought a second set for the upstairs. So we didn't have to actually pick them up and bring them upstairs. There just is a second set upstairs now. Uh, honestly, if you ever want my recommendation on any smart home product, feel free to uh, shoot me a DM on Twitter because it's really my favorite hobby. And I don't know a whole lot of people who like it as much as I do. So I don't really tweet about it, but I'm all in for the smart home. Like it's, it's um, my thing now. All right. What is the development in the smart houses that you're still waiting? You want this to happen? Uh, I want to have the ability to uh, have things go from the sink into the dishwasher without me touching. Also, like we have smart washers and dryers. Uh, I really wish there was a way where the load just transferred from the washer to the dryer and I didn't actually have to uh, go upstairs to make the move. I think we're a little too in the future here. Although <laughs> there is some ridiculous stuff, uh, smart home robots now. Like there's one in beta testing that's a robot that picks up kids toys and puts it in a box. I got to check out your closet, man. I, I know you're a, a big neon clothing kind of guy. You got a bunch of coaster shirts. I want to see what's in here. Now, I'm at, when I walk in here, it's not going to be like a disco, right? I'm not going to have like changing colors. It's going to be one uh, color. Uh, no, it's it's a nice uh, cool white. Nice. It is I'm a color here. changing bulb, though. So if uh, you wanted to have a party in there, you could. So I could request a party. Yes. I want party mode. Boop, 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 doot, doot, doot. Why would you ever go to a bar when you have party mode in your own closet? 
Yeah. Anyway, you got to pick out your outfit, man. I'm tired of you being in this towel. I appreciate the towel, but I'm tired of you being in it. Like, what are you picking out? You got the neon, you got some coaster shirts here. Maybe you rep your home park. What do you got We're going to Fun Spot America. Hell yeah. <laughs> got the Freedom Flyer hat. That's what's up. <laughs> All right. Yes. Is this your home park? Absolutely. Yes. All right. So you consider Fun Spot? Is it uh, America, the Orlando specific? Well, so uh, I like this hat better, but we're actually going to Fun Spot Kissimmee. Okay. Excellent. Okay. All right. So we're going to the park that has the 300 foot um, sky coaster. It's got it's got mind blower. It's got the whole thing. So these questions are going to be all about Fun Spot Kissimmee. All right. All right. So what is the best ride there? Uh, it's got to be mind blower. All right. So, what is uh, the most underrated ride there? Well, um, that's really tough because uh, all the rides at Fun Spot are great, but I'm going to go with the uh, the Hurricane because it also was in uh, Georgia and it's it's fun. We really weren't expecting an extra coaster to be all the way in the back of the park in a corner where in the old town section. So, yeah. I really like that. Uh, random old town section where you got an extra steel roller coaster that's kind of fun what is the most overrated ride at that park the um uh God, i don't even know what it's called i think it's the chaos go-karts it's the one with the big bank um it has a significantly longer line than the other one and uh, apart from the drop in the one bank other than that you spend most of your time just slowly spiraling up this hill versus the other one kind of weaves in and out from the other go-karts and so the blue go-kart track as a whole is more fun, but that one moment of the bank turn is probably better than anything on the other go-kart track. What do you think the next edition at this fun spot needs to be? Probably a giga coaster. <laughs> probably so. <laughs> you can take out a few, a, a few stops and, uh, well, there's some parking lot. Parking you, can, you can kind of like go over. You can yeah. do like the knots thing that didn't yeah. happen, but you know, but honestly, um, I don't really know why Fun Spot doesn't do this. There's a couple of like kind of like derpy motels right in the vicinity. I don't know why they don't buy one of those and just call it the Fun Spot Resort or something like that and paint it blue, red, and yellow and keep it exactly the same as it was and just be like, come stay at Fun Spot. You can you can stay at Walt Disney World for $700 a night or you can stay at Fun Spot for $39.99 a night. And get 10% off your ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why they don't do that. So that's my answer: is uh, buy one of the, the the derpy motels nearby. Would you say that's what the next edition needs to be? Yeah, it's kind of a funny question. Now that I know what park you picked, but um, what's the best tip for riding every coaster in the park in one day? Um, to show up. <laughs> my best tip is the park is open all the way up till midnight, so you can stroll in after your adventure at another park that on most operating days closes at six, seven, maybe eight. And then you can roll in between nine and midnight and ride everything you want as many times as you want, especially if you go during like a weekday, uh, during off season. And I will say mind blower is so good on a nice 40 degree night. So if there's ever like a really cold night, that's when you're like, I need to go to fun spot because you want to ride mind blower cold. It's better cold. It is better cold. Its best rides are right after that Florida rainstorm, the first dispatch when it is like sloppy wet, and the second best rides are when it's freezing cold. Does it smooth out? Yes. It's glass smooth. 
where should you eat when you're at Fun Spot Kiss Me? Uh, you should probably get food beforehand. Um, but really, Old Town's kind of cool. Uh, actually, I'm going to throw out an actual good recommendation with this that's right there. Uh, Flipper's Pizza is, I believe it's a Florida chain. It might be a Southern American chain, but we've got like six in Orlando. So it might even just be an Orlando chain. But it's pretty good pizza. Uh, Flipper's Pizza. And it's there's one location right in Old Town within walking distance of Fun Spot. Um, also they've got an old school classic A&W root beer, which is the only one in our local area. I had a bunch like growing up in new England, but that's the only one that I'm aware of in this area. So I would suggest to eat one of those two places. And then flippers pizza is amazing. I, I know you're big into that one slice, so I don't know what flippers pizza scores as uh, officially a 6.4 on one bite. You know, you got a few strays that are saying seven ones here and like, it looks like a, uh, Drew, it looks like a 6-4. But the 7-1 okay. looks like a 7-1. So uh, I think for Orlando Pizza, I think I think it's actually a, a pretty good joint. Well, you got to understand everything in Orlando is a chain. So true. you're not going to get that mom-and-pop pizza place at all. So honestly, for a chain, for a chain, this is a pretty good score, 6.4. That's my opinion. So I would go to either Flippers or A&W Root Beer. If you were to go to the park without riding a single roller coaster, what would you be doing? Uh, getting hammered on those $2.50 beers. <laughs> you got to get the cup first, though, right? You got to get the cup. You got to get the cup of the proper year, So, um, which uh, is coming up soon because the, year comes, the new cups come out in November. All right, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but we already got our wristbands, and we've knocked out everything to do in this Kissimmee Park. Are you... Uh, you ready to head to uh, your favorite fun spot, the one in Orlando? Uh, yeah, I thought you were going to say that, and I'm excited. White Lightning, here we come. Let's fucking go. All right, <laughs> let's hop on I-4, sit through some traffic, and then we're going to make it to uh, Fun Spot Orlando. All right, while we're sitting in traffic here, uh, what is your favorite roller coaster? I hate saying this out loud. Because for years, with all my chest... I said it was Magnum XL 200. All of it. You were the guy. I was the guy. But Steel Vengeance is better. Uh, what is your favorite drink in a theme park? So this is a tough question um, because do I need to like beer specific this or do you want to go down the line of each park or how do we want to go about this? You know, what's nice about 69 questions is it's your show. All right. And the floor so, is yours. My favorite drink at every park is alcoholic. Uh, we, know, we know, yeah. In in Epcot, it is uh, La Fin de Monde, or it might be El Fin de Monde. I'm sorry, it's French. I don't remember the beginning, uh, but it is the end of the world beer. Uh, it's like 10.5%. It is in Canada. It's at their beer cart. It's amazing. Um, but that's really why I recommend starting in that direction rather than going to Mexico, because you put... They'll fiend the moon in at the end. Um, game over. You, you game over. Yeah. Animal Kingdom. I really like Tusker Lager at the Dawa Bar in Africa. So that's great. It's a real African beer. It comes out of a bottle. Um, so that, that makes me happy. And they take the glass bottle and pour it in a cup. Uh, Hollywood Studios. I get my Stone IPA at... Um, at uh, Baseline Tap House. Uh, Magic Kingdom, I don't have any favorite drinks, so I guess the answer to that question is the uh, 
water that is uh, in my turbis when I get back to the car because it's so hot and I'm there for too long. <laughs> At SeaWorld, I like uh, their rotating craft handles, but uh, they normally have highlight on draft at the glacier bar in uh, the back of the park by uh, Icebreaker. So that makes me happy. Uh, Universal Islands of Adventure. I really like getting the Foster's oil can. It's the big giant Foster's beer at the uh, like the fruit stand right in the uh, front of the park. So that's that's always stop number one when I walk in is get my oil can. Studios, I really like uh, their seasonal Dufftoberfest. That's my favorite beer that Universal has. Did you hit Fun Spots? Uh, Fun Spot is a rotating craft, a uh, rotating craft tap, usually, although it disappears from time to time and then comes back. And I always get the craft beer. If not, I just probably get whatever seems like the one I want to drink the most, which is never the Stella because I hate Stella. All right, what's your favorite theme park food? Uh, that's tough because I don't ever eat in the theme parks. So I guess my go-to answer to this is either Cedar Point's garlic fresh cut fries or the cheese on a stick because those are two things or Kings Island's blue ice cream those are things that I get every single time I go to one of those parks and uh, most things I don't get in the Florida parks ever I only go for like two maybe four hours at most usually so I, I usually eat beforehand or afterwards and never really spend money on food when I'm at the park however Magic Kingdom's kind of like a whole day affair and I think uh, Liberty Tree Inn or Liberty Tree Tavern, whatever it's called, I don't know, Liberty Tree. Uh, pretty solid because it's a uh, family style, all you can eat Thanksgiving dinner, and that's pretty solid. Mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, stuffing, uh, turkey with gravy, um, pretty solid. So like if uh, you want a sit down restaurant, uh, that that's where I would suggest you go eat. What's your favorite dark ride? Well, again, this is kind of a tough question because it really depends what I'm in the mood for. Sometimes it's, uh, Rise of the Resistance, but I'm not really in the mood to wait forever on it. Uh, I also really like the old school classic dark rides of like Waldemere's Wacky Shack. Yeah. Um, and the best version of those old school dark rides is um, Terror Ride at Lagoon. That is a solid old school classic wacky dark ride that I absolutely love. Which you still have to rope drop. You do have to rope drop because it does like 40 people an hour. My first Lagoon trip, I had a rope drop terror ride. <laughs> was I wrong? You weren't wrong. I rope dropped it, and we were like one of the first eight on it, and it was fantastic. And then you walked back later, and you're like, oh, he was right. Yeah. <laughs> everyone rope drops Cannibal. No, <laughs> rope drop terror ride. Well, I walked on to Cannibal three hours into the into the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Meanwhile, Terror Ride's got like a two-hour wait later in the day. It's true. <laughs> All right, what are three bucket list coasters that you have you haven't ridden yet? I really want to go to Efteling. I think that's the number one place I want to go to. And I guess Baron Octonoctonaktonin is probably the coaster that I want to ride the most at that park. So I guess uh, that's got to be on the list. Did you enjoy my, uh, my my Dutch there, where instead of saying 1898, I said Octonoctonaktonin? <laughs> I was a little confused by it. And like the other thing is, I guess a bucket list coaster has to be something that I think is tangible that I'm actually going to want to that I'm actually going to go ride at some point. Um, so I don't want to say like random coaster in Japan that I don't have any intention of going to Japan for the next like ten years to go to. Fair enough. Um, so I'm going to go with whatever that new Intamin hyper coaster is that they just built at Wallaby Belgium. Uh, 
Conda? Condanda? Is it Conda? Is it Conda? I don't know. Um, it's not Donda. No, it's not Donda. It's not. It's, it's not, not Dongda either. It's not bad. I think it's Conda. I think you're right. Conda. Um, perfect. And let's see. And if it's the wrong name, you overpronounced the other name, so I think we even it out. You know what I really want to ride? This is definitely not necessarily a realistic answer. But I really want to go to that park in South Africa that has that wacky-looking Tower of Terror dive coaster and also the B&M knockoff built by Giovanola. Yeah, Yeah, but it's the Batman the Ride clone, but it's Giovanola. It's the Batman the Ride layout. So uh, I'm going to go with Tower of Terror, but I really it's a combo of the two of them, and I really want to go to that park in South Africa. So what are your three bucket list parks? Definitely Efteling. Uh, definitely the park in South Africa, uh, whose name is completely slipping my mind, but we all know which one I'm talking about. Everybody knows. It's the only one. It's the only one down there. Uh, and gonna go with uh, Warner Brothers movie park studio thingy-mabobber in Australia, the one that's got the Superman launch coaster, DC Rivals, building that Wizard of Oz section for next year. Gonna go with that. What do you look for in a roller coaster? I want to get off it and be like, oh, that was fun. Yeah, it, it's got to be fun. So if it's not fun, I'm not really interested in it. So, like, you take something like Voyage that the rest of the world loves, and I'm like, nah, it was too long. Too long. I was just like... Kind of feels like it, got dragged by a car. Yeah, 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 just like, all right, well, this is going on. Okay, this is kind of repetitive at this point. Oh, it's still going. Great. All right. I thought it was in the station. What the yeah. fuck? Oh, no, here's another tunnel. All right, okay. Oh, and going around again. Oh, I can see the station now. Nope, nope. Still going to flip around a little bit more. Like, nah, too long. But what if it's it. trimless, Drew? What if it's trimless? Okay, so arguably here, I've ridden Voyage in its two worst seasons it's ever had. So that might be my problem. I went, uh, I think it was 2010, which was the year that they sold their trains to Darien Lake. And so it was running smaller trains. I had one Voyage train, one Raven train, and they were smaller. I wrote it that year. I also wrote it the year where they were still trimming during Hollywood Nights. It was the year Thunderbird opened. And again, uh, still trimming that night. So um, I can't say I've ridden the, the Voyage in its like master class, uh, smooth, solidly retracked, trimmed adventure. But uh, really just, I don't like it. Like Versus something like Ravine Flyer 2 is like the perfect... Uh, gravity groove wooden coaster and it's what i wish voyage was but voyage is too long all right if you could be in any park in the world right now where would you go i could be any park in the world right now well being that it is 9:44 in america i would not pick an american park because they are closed uh so i am gonna go with uh ferrari world in abu dhabi because my guess is that it's open right now all right, so we just uh, came through the metal detectors at the less sketchy of the two fun spot parks. Uh, you ready to uh, go get some beverages? We go get the beer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you want to go to the outside or the inside? Um, probably the inside, right? That makes sense because there's a big bar there versus there's one window on the outside. Um, and we're not in COVID times anymore where they would only service beer out the window. Yeah, let's go in. Um... Let's go ahead and get us. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get the Yingling. 
I'm going to probably go with the uh, Mick Ultra. Hey, I respect that move a lot. Yeah, that's kind of my go-to of all of the shitty beers. Like, it's the best tasting out of all the crappy ones. Well, this fine bartender is pouring us our beers. What, what is your favorite all-time beer? Uh, Golden Monkey by Victory. <laughs> I should have known. Have you had it? Yeah, yeah, you guys talk about it all the time. And uh, when I lived in Atlanta, I had access to Golden Monkey, and um, yeah, it's money. It's so good. That's my favorite. Is that your favorite local beer? Is it a local beer? I don't think it's a local beer. Uh, What's your favorite local? Is High Life consider that enough? It's made in Tampa. Tampa I like it. Um, if you're in the same state, I'd say it's local. Yeah. Like, I really like uh, what we've got from uh, High Stepper from uh, Crooked Can, which is brewed in the same town I live in. So that's pretty local, but I think I like Highlight better. What's a beer you have to get when you travel to a specific city that the beer is not accessible to you in Orlando? Well, or because of... State? Because of Total Wine, I can get beer pretty much everywhere. Um, but I will say, when I go back home to Rhode Island, I gotta get myself a Gansett because that's our beer up there. A Narragansett when I go to Rhode Island because that's what everybody drinks up there. When I go, I'm like, I literally stop at the liquor store because you can't buy beer at a gas station in Rhode Island, and I pick up a case of Gansetts. Um, but they're like specialty Rhode Island ones, like you can only get up there like when they had the dunkin donuts iced coffee porter um you could only get that up there and then um they had the dell's lemonade shanty which dell's lemonade is like a frozen drink that's only in rhode island and that's amazing so get me some gansets when i go to rhode island what's your favorite style of beer your favorite type of beer uh i'm a little bitch so the answer to that is an ipa what's a beer everyone loves that you would rather skip? Uh, definitely Stella. Uh, everyone seems to really like Stella. I'd rather pick, I go to the menu and I look at something that I've never seen, never heard, brewery I don't recognize, and that's the one I pick off the beer list. What is your most favorite place that you've ever drank a beer at? The best scenery. All right, sit down. I got two for this and they're both in Germany. I knew it. All right, number one. Go into the Ondex. This is a monk monastery that quote unquote makes the world's strongest beer. And so I am drinking high up in the, the mountains in Germany, surrounded by those like sheep animals that had like the ding dong bells that are hanging from them, like bong, 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 on these picnic tables, high up in the air. Like you're picturing like the hills are alive with the sound of music. But just picture a monastery up there, and that is where we're drinking liters of beer. Sounds like a pretty good place to drink beer in the world. That's a great place. The Number two, Europa Park's version of Oktoberfest, where the Mock family rolled out a keg onto the, onto the stage, tapped it, and started handing out liters of beer for free for everyone. <laughs> I wonder they get the best theme park in the world all the time. Oh, man. I ended up having like seven liters of beer that night. If it's not beer, what is your next drink of choice? It's probably uh, Liquid Death, which is my favorite water. I don't know. Have you had Liquid Death? I love Liquid Death, bro. 
Oh man, I love Liquid Death. Get the canned water, death to plastic. Um, they sell it in their grocery store now, and you get if you buy it in the case, you get this cool artwork that each case has a different artwork on it. Um, pretty sweet. Big fan of Liquid Death, and what they're doing to eliminating plastics in our oceans by making aluminum canned water, also a good cause. And it's also douchey and funny, which is also a plus. And it's also great because it's kind of like a modern day version of Ed Hardy, that like douchey clothing company from like 12 years ago. But if you could drink Ed Hardy. Yes, that's what liquid death is. And be environmentally responsible. Yeah. I love that. All right, we got our beers here. Cheers to you for answering 69 questions. We're on 39, by the way. We're doing great here. All right, 39. Um, Now we're just going to start rambling a little more because I love you, man. I love you too, man. But uh, the internet also loves you, and they have some questions to ask you. Uh, What is your favorite looping coaster? Kumba. What is the most anticipated roller coaster you haven't ridden? I'm going to go with Tron because I'm super excited about it because unlike everyone else, I really liked the Tron movie that came out like 10 years ago that this ride is based off of. I thought the visuals were great. I saw it in theater four different times and I never even go to the movies. And I saw the, I saw it in theaters and then uh, the person I was with is like, no, we have to go see that in IMAX. It's better. Uh, and so I saw it again and then I saw it in 3D. So like I, I can tell you, I and I this is one, and I bought the DVD I bought the Toronto Rail. I had the Vinylmations that were Tron themed. Like I'm a big fan of Tron, and I'm super hyped for this ride. So Adam House sent a question, mm-hmm. and um, he wants to know how much you miss him um, being on In the Loop. Well, Adam House and I have a rivalry. Um, I don't really know where it comes from, but we basically just shit on each other every time we see each other, and I think it's friendly. But I can't quite tell because sometimes we both say things that are a little too mean to each other. Um, but I think we get along. But so, uh, I don't. I really miss myself on In the Loop. I gotta be honest. Like I'm working a lot. Like I don't normally line up times with Hyde, who has an actual like adult job and does his things and uh, legend schedules. They, those two seem to work out much better than uh, me and. The, the team joining forces together on a podcast. All right, what is the best theme park specific beer that you've had? It could be Duff, it could be a SeaWorld exclusive beer, etc. etc. Uh, et I'm going to go with Duck, Dufftoberfest. I think that is my favorite. Uh, Dragon Scale also in the uh, Harry Potter section is also delicious. So those two. What's the most shameful theme park merch that you've ever purchased? You know, I, I saw this question. Um, and I think about it. I don't really know the answer to this question because I feel like for the most part, I tend to uh, try to keep my theme park merchandise, I guess, classier or like, I don't know, like, I have some weird things, I think, like spinning around here. Like I have a, a garden gnome from the Smiler and... <laughs> I got a little drum from Cannibal. Uh, I have that drum. Yeah. We're here. You inspired me. It was a, you're in the loop video. I looked for this drum. Nice. Yeah. It's right here. I got it too. You want to you play bongos together? Yeah, let's play bongos. Same pitch. Good work, Lagoon. I also yeah. think we have, um, we both have the idol 
from Lost Island. Is that behind yeah, you? Yeah, that guy's up there. Yeah, mine's uh, on top of my Del Grosso spaghetti sauce. Right oh there. yeah, see, mine's mine's on top of the shelf too. It's 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 right up there. I don't really have shameful stuff, uh, because honestly, if I think something's junky, I don't get it. So like, uh, everyone has a ton of those uh, Coaster Dynamic Nano coasters. I only have two. Uh, and they are two rides that I have operated and enjoy at SeaWorld, so I have Mako and Kraken. And the only other two that I would contemplate getting are Top Thrill Dragster and Maverick at Cedar Point, just because those are also rides that I operated for a significant amount of time and I like. But like, so I don't, I don't really have like a huge collection of those. Um, so I don't know, I don't, I, don't, I will say, uh, I was not conned, conned's the wrong answer. But I was drunk on Iron Guazi opening day, and I bought the hard hat for Iron Guazi uh, solely because I saw someone else had it, and I said, ooh, if I get that, we can match. And so I bought the hard hat solely for that reason. So would that be your most shameful, you think? Probably. Okay. All right, the internet wants to know, what counts as a roller coaster? Truth of the answer is, uh, whatever you want to consider counts, I... Uh, defend your opinion to have that opinion um, you want my opinion I think Hulk doesn't get to count as a second coaster credit I think it's the equivalent of getting your wooden coaster retract so I would say Hulk still won but if you want to say two that's fine um, I think my wife's definition is so much better because she says if it's a ride for children it doesn't count even if it is a roller coaster for the most part, I go by RCDB, except for RCDB doesn't have carnival coasters. So uh, pretty much if it's on coaster count and RCDB, it counts. If the traveling coaster is just on coaster count, it counts. Um, and that's kind of my theory. However, there's objectively things that I disagree with, like two hulks. I don't think that should be a thing, but it is. Um, so I don't count it, but some people do. All right, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but how sad was the day when you realized that Magnum was no longer the best coaster in the world? That was a tough day. Uh, so I rode Magnum first, loved it, and I was like, nope, this is the best coaster. This isn't going to get beaten. Then I rode Steel Vengeance, and I went, you know what? That was really good. I don't know how I feel about this. And I don't really know how I feel about a ride after the first time I ride it anyway, because rides are really like a lot to take in. And then you just ride it, and you pretty much get one emotion out of it the first time you ride it. Uh, either that hurt, that sucked, that was fun. Those three. Um, that's pretty much where you go with the first ride. So you really need to like ride it a couple more times to be like, okay, well, this is what I liked. This is what I didn't like. You got to sit there and like analyze it. Um, and like, okay, this part's really sweet. And then you're coming around and be like, oh, man, I love this part of the ride. So... After the first ride on Steel Vengeance, I didn't know. I, I literally wrote in the group chat, oh, that was fine, um, which is really my response to, I did it, like, I liked it, like, it was fine, but they interpreted me thinking that it was terrible, and I was like, that I absolutely hated it. I was like, no, 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 it was fine, like, it was good, it was good, like, thumbs up, I had fun. Um, and I rode Magnum again, and I was like, yeah, really liked that. And I rode Steel Vengeance, I was like, uh-oh, man, I really liked that roll, I really like that hill, I liked that, this is really cool, going through the structure, I don't know man, and then I rode Steel Vengeance again, and I was like, pretty sure this is my favorite roller coaster of all time, got on Magnum, and I went, yep, I like Steel Vengeance better, it was a tough day that I was literally just going back and forth between the two rides, 
to like pondered this decision and it was like a whole day decision before I came out and announced that. What will be the next roller coaster to be removed from Cedar Point? Corkscrew or Iron Dragon? I actually think I don't think either one of them is going to be the next coaster to go. Um, my argument for why Corkscrew isn't going anywhere is because it takes up such a small footprint and you've got maintenance buildings right to the side of it and the iconic corkscrews are sort of grandfathered into the incorrect restricted area low zone gates that they've got there and if you were to put anything else there you wouldn't be able to do the flipping over the midway it would look different uh and so i guess if you remove it you're going to leave those corkscrews which is fine whatever but you still don't have a whole lot of space to build a ride and iron dragon is kind of the same problem because it's pretty much just built underneath rugaru and around Ruger, so there isn't a whole lot of space there for you to build a ride either. Um, my answer is actually Gemini. You take Gemini out, you open up something big for whatever you want to do there. You either open up a giant space for another hotel right up against the park. You open up a giant expansion for the park that way through the um, that parking lot there. You can do a whole bunch of things there. There's uh, plenty of room to add a couple of more rides. You can really do a whole lot. And as much as Gemini is great, I'm sure like on its guest satisfaction scores, it's probably the ninth or 10th, maybe even as low as 11th favorite coaster the guests have. So, and I mean, Cedar Point has a lot of coasters, but it's probably maybe in the top half, but it might be just below the top half. And so it just, I think it's either that or mine ride that's going next. So I know you really like White Lightning. Yeah, it's definitely better than uh, Mind Blast or whatever the name is. Mind Blower, and it's not. Um, but we have 10 minutes till 9, which means Gator Spot is still open. So it's time to go see some gators. Let's get these gators, bro. Uh, Gator Spot, one of the most underrated parts of Fun Spot Orlando, included with your ride all day wristband, and I absolutely adore it. So let's go answer some questions while we look at some big chompy teeth. You know, when I look at gators, it makes me think of one thing. It's NASCAR, and I know that's not what you're into. You're into car racing, Formula One, like best in the world stuff, not this American NASCAR stuff, but it did remind me that you like that stuff. So I want to hear... Uh, what is your who's your favorite racer in Formula One? So I really laughed when you said racer because they're drivers, they're not racers. <laughs> <laughs> Max Verstappen uh, races for Red Bull Racing, which is the same company that makes those energy drinks. Uh, he just won the second his second world championship in a row uh, last week, so that was great. Uh, been rooting for him since he was a lot younger and aggressive and always would crash out but now it's weird that he's now matured and he actually wins races and uh is our champion what's a bucket list track you want to see a, a race at that's a spot yes <laughs> i i want to see a grand prix at that, that's that's the term it's not a they're race. all it's grand, grand prix it's a grand prix it's not four races on mario kart no no no, no. so it's a grand prix that's what you're going to do you want to go see a grand prix uh, and the answer to the one I want to go see is at Spa Frankenchamps, which is a amazing chat. You might actually want to Google this to like see uh, if you type in like Formula One Spa, uh, 
it's a beautiful track that's in the mountains of Belgium. Um, it's the longest track on the calendar, huge elevation changes because you're literally driving through the mountains in Belgium and it looks absolutely incredible. Um, it's in the middle of nowhere, which means traffic's going to be terrible, but like so much cooler than your, your, what you're thinking, what a racetrack looks like here in America. A cesspit of circle. Yes. Yeah. This is much prettier. Isn't that awesome looking? Yeah. It's got Belgium colors on the side. Yeah, so they're going 200 miles an hour around that thing. What's your advice for someone trying to get into Formula One racing? Well, uh, how Hyde got into it was watching the Netflix documentary Drive to Survive. It's, uh, I think it's on season four now on Netflix, and it's pretty bomb. It teaches you the backstory of all these drivers on who hates who, who's cheating, uh, what's going on all that kind of stuff and so it's fantastic and that's my recommendation is to watch Drive to Survive. Why do you prefer it over NASCAR? Because uh, NASCAR is boring. Um, it doesn't do anything. Uh, I don't understand NASCAR's rules. There's like halftime in NASCAR which is like crazy to me. They, they have these things called stages so after a little bit when the race is going and there's finally like you're about to get to like strategy where different things happen they throw out like the caution flag, bunch the field back up for like a lap, and then they send them off again. So there, there's like halftime in NASCAR now, where like you might be winning, but then nope, just kidding, it's halftime, and now the field's bunched up again. And I think that's crazy and stupid. What's the most exciting part about a race? Uh, it's definitely the start. So you get all 20 cars on the grid, and then they light up five red lights. The lights go off, and then everyone floors it. And so you've got 20 cars positioning for uh, their spot on the track, and it's chaos, and it's just so many passing, and someone makes a mistake, and then all around here, usually if there is going to be a crash in the race, a lot of times it happens on the first lap, um, and it's just chaos, and it's awesome. If it were possible, what amusement park would you want to see converted into a Formula One Grand Prix? I think it'd be wild and crazy, but I think Epcot is the answer to that. Because it's actually, as long as you take all the food booths out, you get actually a pretty wide pathway around uh, World Showcase Lagoon, and going underneath the ball would be a really cool visual. And so I think that'd be pretty sweet. Drew, man, we're almost done with this beer. We should probably order another one. Yeah, another and then we, we got we to go to, oh, oh, wait, 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 hold on. Before we do that, I think we got to go, uh, we got to talk to the uh, the owner's dad, uh, John, John Airy Sr.'s over there. Oh, my God. That is him. I see him over there. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's it. It's huge. Normally, that's what my son says. However, I am the senior. I'm the one who named uh, an RMC roller coaster after me. So, uh, hello. John, man, why, why did you name it Airy Force One? Like, because COVID's fake. Mm. And so my legacy was destroyed. When uh, everyone was uh, masking up and uh, getting those vaccines, so I needed everyone to remember me. Bye. So I named my roller coaster after me. John, man, I have COVID right now. Oh, you have COVID right now? Let me give you a big hug to show you how fake it is. Here, handshakes, hugs. Uh, let me rub my hands on your face. Would you like to touch my microphone? Yeah, man, let me lick it. Should we go Should we go ride a ride? I like my rides. I got lots of good rides here. Yeah, John. They're all huge. Deal with Joyce, man. You got you got this great thing with these uh, refillable beer cups. 
Let's go ride. Whatever you want to ride, man. Let's go do it. Should we go walk up the exit of White Lightning? We can save ourselves 20 steps. Yeah, man. If you Can, can you name drop yourself? Eric yeah, goes. actually, I'm going to... Should we take the wheelchair elevator up there? Because uh, I don't think you've ever done that before. Yeah, man. I'd like a, I'd like a new credit. Let's, let's, go, let's go take the wheelchair exit up the ADA ramp here. Let's, let's do it. You're the man. Uh, we'll follow you. All right. Which, which one of us wants to sit in the wheelchair? Will you push me? I think it's you. Yeah, I'll, I'll push you, man. It's a, All right. This is getting kind of weird, but I'll push you. Ding. Hello, White Lightning staff. My name is John Airy Sr., and I'm huge. Me and my two friends here. Well, are we friends? I don't know if we're friends. I just met them, but you know what? We wanted to ride this ride, so uh, I'm going to sit in the back, and uh, they're going to sit up front together. Yeah, as far as possible, Raven. Yes. I want to sit behind you so that way your COVID germs go behind me. Hey, you got to prove it, man. You got to prove that it's not real. That's cool. <laughs> it's not real. Oh, Trust man, the you're science. in the back. Yeah, I got to talk to Drew, man. We're, we're, we're getting these 69 questions in. I know 69 is. You're probably not a reciprocating kind of man, but me, me and Drew, we got some things to talk about in the front. You got the back. Got it? I don't, I don't really understand what that means. <laughs> Reciprocation. Yeah, I'll, I'll teach you later. No, I won't. Um, but anyway. Uh, the Santa's 2022. Drew, man, we got we to, like, escape after this ride somehow. Oh, this my is, God. That was is, insane. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about it. Should, You know what? What if we just jump out as soon as they lock the lap bars and run away, and we don't even actually ride it? That's a good choice, man. All right. Let's see. I don't need to re-ride this, so. Let's get this ride. Hey, start in the back, man. All right. I got you. I got you. All right. He's locked. All right. Let's go. Let's go. That was insane. Yeah, it was. Um, we got to get some questions in before he gets back. So, yes. uh, ha- have you ever worked in theme parks before? Uh, forever. Pretty much since I was uh, 18 years old. What are some places you'd like to claim that you've worked? Uh, Cedar Point. Oh, and uh, the Disney College Program. I'll claim that one as well. There's others that I've also claimed, uh, but I don't need to keep rehashing claiming that. So... If you listen to old in the loop episodes, you might get me to tell stories about different things. Like on the uh, last episode when I talked about uh, preparing SeaWorld for the hurricane. Um, so <laughs> something like that. Fair enough, fair enough. So um, what advice would you give somebody who's trying to get into working in the parks? Cedarpoint.com slash jobs. Apply. <laughs> Just apply. Um, apply. Is, I can promise you. True. I can promise you every park is going to hire you as long as you haven't murdered someone or touched a kid inappropriately. And also, if you're kind of into roller coasters and talk about it in the interview. Yeah, I like roller coasters, yeah. Um, you want my honest opinion? If you want to work in rides, only apply for rides. Uh, if you don't care where you work, apply for other things, but you probably won't get selected by rides because uh, no one's picking laundry services. They're selecting all choices and they end up in laundry services. So if you're really interested in working in rides, select rides as your only choice. If it gives you three choices, select rides for all three of those choices. That's my advice. That's actually a really good point because an interviewer could come in and say, hey, we're only hiring in uh, dining services today. But if you're like, hey, I want to work in rides, they'll hire you there too. Yeah. All right, but you, but don't even waste the interviewer's time if you want to work in rides. Just just only select rides. That's a good point. 
And then my other advice is anytime they're looking for someone to cross train in a different ride, always say yes. Because honestly, operating the ride is pretty much the exact same no matter what ride you are. The best part is the coworkers that you get to hang out with and uh, drink beers with outside of work. Well, networking opportunity. Get yeah, to so the other ride. Yeah, you might like that one better. You might like that team better. Um, you might like that team lead better. So I honestly suggest it. I regret uh, turning down a paddle wheel excursion. I cross-trained. They were looking for people to cross-train to paddle wheel, and I said, ah, you know what, no, I'm really good. Like, this is my first week at Dragster, and I really don't want to, like, move again. Um, so I said no, and uh, I regret that, because then they closed that at the end of the year. But That'll do it. So, yeah. Uh, always say yes, because um, honestly, some of my favorite stories took place when I worked at the junior or the Gemini or a children's area section with that's Junior Gemini, Bumper Boats, Frog Hopper, and um, uh, two Hamptons. And Hamptons are really fun because they just have a little foot pedal and a start button. And if the parents look like the kid is still content, uh, I would just like lift off on the pedal right as it was slowing down and press the start button again and just send them around for another cycle without having to go and like unbuckle the seatbelt so sometimes they're going around like four or six cycles before i was like are they good you want to you want to let them off like uh are you, you and just just send them around again and <laughs> if you could pick one position at one ride to work at the rest of your life but you still get to have the benefits of like your current job same pay rate but you just get to work at this ride this one position what would you pick well i was originally going to pick launch at top thrill dragster but who knows what that's going to be like anymore uh, not because you actually launch the trains, because that's cool and all, but you have control of the arms down button. So, like, arms down. Arms down. Arms down. Arms down. Uh, and that's great. Um, so I'm going to go with parking trains at Gemini. That one was a blast. Hold on. So, Gemini's... Both of these are surprises to me. So can you go into further explanation of both of those for me? Yeah, Absolutely. So top thrill dragster just a panel at top thrill dragster. Okay, so top thrill dragster um, has the control booth that dispatches the train, and then there's a second person in there behind a wall, a half wall, so you can't see each other, um, and you're facing the launch track, and you just press the green launch buttons when it's time for it to launch. However, you're not allowed to launch if anyone has their hands up, so you just press the arms down button until they put their arms down. So it's like arms down. Arms down. Arms down. Arms down. And they've changed the programming on it. You used to be able to just press it multiple times and be like, arm, 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 arms down. But now it's <laughs> arms down. Arms down. Arms down. And that was great because you just have this random button and then uh, the train's ready to go. So then you press the, uh, the green buttons. And then at that point, then the catch car engages with the train. The brakes drop. The car rolls down, rolls back slightly, and then uh, takes off. Can you hit arms down while it's engaging? You can. It's it's just a sound effect button. So it's a little small, little red button on the side of the panel. That's amazing. The panel consists of an e-stop, a trouble light, and two dispatch buttons. Wow. Behind and we actually seat. made that our crew shirt one year, where it just said op two and then it was ginormous uh funky or uh cartoonish style dispatch buttons where the boobs would be <laughs> fantastic and then the back said dragster crew we'll get you off in 17 seconds or we'll go down on you what's the gemini parking 
position. Okay, so Gemini Control, uh, you actually manually park the trains in the station. It's not like you hold the button and the train... If you hold the button, the train goes flying through the station. So you actually have to, like, park the train. Like, you let go of the dispatch button, it closes the brakes. You hold the dispatch button, it opens the brakes. And so you're like... And you're tapping the button, like, up and down. Or, like, if you come really good at it, you can be like, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, stop. And then the train, like, parks into the station. But, yeah, so... You actually have to manually park the train to Gemini Station, or else you're going to go flying through and then up to the lift. These positions almost make me want to work at Cedar Point. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, like depending on where the other train is, you might a set where like it then like hard stops and then you got to evac and all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But you can uh, definitely safety brake override and just send the train flying through the station to the lift. What is your dream position at any part? I will say, I think the most impressive ride host I have ever seen was Grouper at Matterhorn at Disneyland. Okay. You got odd-shaped rockets, you've got a single rider line and a regular line, and still trying to fill it. And if you are really good at your job, that is one of the most challenging positions, but super impressive. I love that you went Grouper there. Because I think I would do the same. I hate grouper, but just the Matterhorn grouper, man. Um, we were a group of five, and we waited five minutes in the single rider line because I'm not waiting an hour and a half for that ride, right? Yeah. Um, rotation happened in between the four of us riding and me riding number five. And the grouper filled 22 rockets without getting to the single rider line by running down the line like, I need two two all right all right i need three right here i need this all right and filled the entire rocket 22 times it was finally my turn to go and i went holy shit that was the most effect most impressive grouping i have ever seen are you sure it's my turn to go because i can keep watching this <laughs> that's like, like the best compliment no ever <laughs> so say you have no idea how impressive that was 22 rockets 22 <laughs> Um, they had no idea how to take, like, they couldn't tell if I was mad or not. I was like, no, 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 this is great. This, that was amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. I have, I have a slight erection. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite position was at Worlds of Fun, filling uh, a rack of six. That was a lot of fun. At the, we, uh, had no, we had no single rider. At the, uh, the, the, two, your, the Fury of the wrapped. Nile. Yeah. Okay. The ship was a lot of fun. Um, I will say I was grouper at Thunder Canyon once one hour. We were running 15 rafts, yeah. four empty seats, one hour. The entire ride. Nailed it. Did like a 27.87 that hour. And then I, you bet your ass I called every single ride. And I said, what would you do last hour? Oh, you did 1,200, 1,400, 1,600. Yeah, we did a 27. <laughs> Got a flex on them. Yeah, four empty seats in an entire hour. Yeah, that's I gotta give hot ass Fourth of July amazing. weekend. It was yeah, like that's amazing. <laughs> it was like ninety seven out, and I was running up and down the stairs like I need two, I need two. Come on, come, 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 come. And they're like walking. I was like, no, 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 no. You're gonna miss your ride. I'm gonna send you up the exit and try again. Like you gotta go. You're in this boat right here. You're in this one. Go, go, go. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Buckle those seatbelts. Buckle those seatbelts. Everybody, move to my right. Let this guy yeah. in. Ride <laughs> over this way. Everyone this way. Everyone this way. Come on down. Come on down. Come whole on down. Line involved. Fucking 
soccer tunnel. Yeah. A lot of fun. But I was, I was telling people, I was like, hey, you see that long-ass line there? We're clearing this whole line in 20 minutes. And everyone's <laughs> like, no, you're not. And sure enough, we, we went from like an hour wait to a 20-minute wait by the end of that power hour. Yeah, that's amazing. I love stuff like that, man. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Um, Working at Cedar Point, uh, broke the all-day record for riders chip for Dragster. My team, we did fifteen hundred rider, fifteen thousand riders in one day. Um, Wow. Broke the all-season record for Maverick, which they've now changed the interval, so now that record will stand forever because it's impossible to beat. Just I love pushing numbers. Pushing numbers is one of the one of the best things. Yeah, but it's funny because like my favorite rides to work are the ones that are not very efficient. Yeah, and uh, mine are like the ones that are not as popular. Yeah, like you find that like the operating of like a, say a sky coaster or like a, a whitewater rafting for me is like that shit's a lot of fun. Yeah. So the other thing, my advice is just because you're not on Steel Vengeance Millennium Force does not mean you're going to have a bad summer because. Uh, 2009, I was on Maverick's crew, and our entire team did not get along. Like, that entire crew, I talked to one person that was on that crew. Versus the Gemini crew that was there in 2009, like, half of them are all still friends with each other to this day. um, That all hang out. Like, my Dragster 2011 crew, a lot of us are still friends. Um, yeah. So we all still talk to each other, but yeah, no, it just depends on what ride you're working, and uh, you you make friends there. Uh, some of them are for a lifetime, some of them are just for the summer. Um, and then my other advice is, uh, don't bang someone that works on the same ride as you. That's always a good choice. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Man, why didn't we walk? While we fucking did these questions. John is right here. John is in our fucking face. I, I don't know, man. Like, I just really like sitting on the Freedom Flyer here. That's good, but... You know, hey, guys, John's sorry. Back. You missed your ride. Did you guys not fit? Is that what happened? Did John. Did you guys need to swap seats? Did you, want, did you want to sit in the back now? Like, I can ride with one of you back there if you want to. Yeah, we don't fit, man. Um, also, why do you sound like Mickey Mouse, kind of? Oh, you know, I just figured it was more funny if I was a cartoony kind of guy rather than, like, a serious old man. Yeah, I mean, this is the first point you've made that actually kind of makes a little bit of sense yeah um well yeah i guess we can ride freedom flyer john yeah it's also huge right um yeah but before we ride freedom flyer uh would you like me to tell you what our new for uh 2024 ride that's coming to orlando i I am interested yes because the uh the, the designer's right over here howdy folks larry larson here at fun spot america Gonna build a Larson Looper here. Gonna be Orlando's tallest, fastest, and longest singular looping coaster in Orlando. Larry, what the fuck? Why are you doing business with this guy? Because Six Flags already has all the Larson Loopers they want. Cedar Fair only bought one, I think. Did they buy more than one? I can't remember. I've sold so many. But I think the only one is at Valley Fair. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I think I think you're right, uh, Larry. We have, for some somehow, Fun Spot is untouched. I, I see what you're doing here. Yeah, I, I unfortunately the Bush Park's one of them Tempesto clones. So here we are. Best I could do. Hey, uh, 
I get it, man. You haven't you haven't had a you haven't had a big uh, a big chain in a while, and you know Six Flags, man. They're not they're just having benches now at this point. So um, yeah, man. Why don't you and uh, you and John, man? Maybe you guys can uh, talk about a good location for this Larson Luber. I know it only takes like three seconds to put this shit up. And you probably why don't you guys just like double check? Does that work? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. All right, Drew and I we're gonna go ride a uh, Freedom Flyer over here. You guys figure it out and um, maybe talk forever. Maybe maybe that's that's a good choice. All right. Well, pleasure, pleasure seeing you guys. Yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> you too, Mr. Larry. There's, There's no, no way we're gonna there. get off of it's one train. There's no way we're gonna get off of this this ride without them. Uh, well, the good news is they seem like they're hanging out here by these bushes. And um, uh, should we just run away? Yeah. Yeah, we should. Huh. Do we run or do we tiptoe? Drew, hold on. We we have to take an upper decker on the on the fence by the carousel. You have never done that before. Yeah, let's take an upper decker. They're around the corner. They won't see us. Let's go on up. Let's get on the top deck, of course. And um, and we can probably hide up there. And also we can bring these beers because uh, it's a fun spot. They don't really check for beers. All right. All right. Let's say, let's go and take these beers up there. I'm glad we could, we can take our first upper decker together. But um. Yeah, what's a what's a theme park you're not in a hurry to get back to? Uh, well, you know, I don't tend to go back to the same park year in year out, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so I don't I don't know. I I feel like the answer to this is Kentucky Kingdom, just because I haven't been there since Six Flags owned the park, and it was like 1999, and Chang was new. Um, so I guess I'm not in a hurry to get back there because it's been forever since I've been back to that park. And it's it's really the only park I've ridden as went to as a kid that I haven't done a circle back at some point and gone again later in life. You should maybe consider it. Uh, it's on the list. But just maybe. maybe. There is a Larson over there. Larry would be happy. Yeah, that's good. Larry would be happy. All right, what's the cause that's close to your heart? You know, uh, the cause close to everyone's heart here in Orlando is Give Kids the World. Um, they've got an amazing thing going on there. We're, you know, making dreams come true, giving people places to stay for their last wish to go to Disney World, Universal, all of that kind of stuff. And really the whole town supports it, so all the smaller attractions also hook them up if they want to go. Um, and even if it's not on their like normal trip, if they circle back to Orlando later, they're welcome to come to a lot of the attractions we have here in Orlando. Yeah, I mean, how could you not support a place like that? Yeah. All right, what's the um, And I'm really happy for them that their village is back up to full speed, but I'm also, like, really sad that Night of a Million Lights is gone now. That was their... I don't know if you know anything about this. I do. Um, I know the guy that... I know a guy that was, like, mildly in charge of that. Yeah. Um, so it's, but that's gone because COVID's gone? Yeah, so now the village is open, so now, because they were literally on the houses that were at the village, and you can't have all of these people, like tourists, now come in taking pictures of the houses that these families are staying in. That's pretty fair. I didn't know that was gone. Well, uh, what is an activity you wish you were talented enough to do? Play the piano. Alright, what's your favorite song you listen to right now? Uh, so I don't actually really listen to music. Um... 
Yeah, no, I'm not a music guy. Like, if I'm in the car, it's a podcast. Um, and if I don't have a podcast to listen to, I find a podcast to listen to. Okay, so the answer to this question is... Um, I don't know if, you can, if you're going to be able to find this one but i'll send you the link to it so okay. gardaland the song that's in my head right now is gardaland has an absolute banger for their halloween song um but and it plays all over the park on repeat they have four songs that are playing in a row there's like two halloween songs i didn't recognize this garda song and uh, that new like david getta blue remix where it's like I'm good, yeah, I'm feeling alright. Baby, I'm about to have the best fucking night of my life. With the F word full blasting. Uh, yeah. It was those four that were playing in a row at Gardaland. But the Gardaland Halloween song is an absolute banger. And that's my favorite song right now. Alright, what is a movie everybody loves that you dislike? It is either Anchorman or The Hangover. What's a guilty pleasure of yours? A guilty pleasure of mine is trying to get my son to have the highest credit count he can. Because uh, he's not even four yet, and he's in the mid-twenties now on his coaster count. Is his coaster count more important than yours now at this point? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, what is something you love about the roller coaster community? Um, I like the fact that there are other people who also like roller coasters and you can sometimes have an educated discussion with them about what to do at a park and strategy to how you can have the best day there because there is always somebody else on the internet who has fairly recently been to the park that you are about to go to so you can be like hey twitter i'm gonna head to this park what's some tips for me and there's a couple people that usually will have a tip for you. What's something that wears you out about the community? Uh, the fact that everyone has an opinion and they love to share it as if it's a fact. And so they take this like opinion they have and they're so convinced that this is like factual information, even though it's just a thought that was created in their brain, that they amplify their thoughts as facts. And I find that really annoying. All right. What's your all-time favorite theme park memory? I was riding Top Thrill Dragster for a test ride. A foggy, foggy, foggy day. I could not see the tower from when I launched. I go up. The ride is taller than the fog level. So I am up, and it's the same view as like an airplane when you're up above the clouds and you have the clouds below you. And I could see far out into the distance, blue skies, but it was just cloud below me. And then I dove back down through the clouds and finished the ride. But it was really cool. Um, hey, hey, Coaster Bro, um, I think I know where they want to put the uh, the Larson Loop as uh, Larry and John now are climbing uh, the superstructure of uh, White Lightning. Oh my God. Put so, it like, on? look, let me let me tell you guys. So, if we're if we're all the way up here, and uh, you can circle that space right there, that that's where it's gonna go. That's where it's gonna go right there. Um. Uh oh. Uh. They, I don't think they noticed, and uh, they started dispatching White Lightning. Fucking Irox gonna be pissed, dude. Like, they're not even yeah. locked out, tagged out. No, and, and they didn't get it from their visual scan. Before they, like, die tragically, uh-huh. we have three more questions. Okay. So let's pretend. You're, you're dying and going to heaven. 
Uh, you can take one flat ride with you. What do you take? Probably a uh, probably Skyhawk at Cedar Point. Okay. What dark ride are you taking? Dark ride am I taking? Um, there's a lot of people in heaven, right? So I need a high capacity dark ride. So okay. I'm probably going with uh, Spider-Man at Universal. Love it. And then what coast are you going to take with you? Um, I am going to go with Hollywood Dream at Universal uh, Japan, only because it's a dual loading station B&M hypercoaster. So again, it's probably got this insane 2,000 rider an hour capacity. And there's a lot of people up there, so we need high capacity rides. I love how you're thinking about this shit. This is good. Yeah. I hate lines, man. So, like, high capacity is where it's at. And there's no IROC in heaven. Thank God. Because <laughs> it didn't save Larry and, and John. <laughs> oh, no. Are they... What's happening up there? Larry! Hey, hey. Larry! Oh, did, did, did they send the train? We better jump! Why did John jump with Larry like it was... It, how did you trust him like that? They just both jumped. Yeah. I, I was sort of expecting a cartoony kind of explosion, like like Looney Tunes. But instead, I just think that they... Uh, nope, nope, never mind. All right, well, they just bounced up and... All right, guys, uh, uh, it's a pleasure to see you guys. Thanks for coming. They're not dead. Okay, let's go. We can get the fuck out of here for There's probably internal bleeding happening. Oh. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're fine. Let's go. Um, I'm Uber home. You walk in, like, what are you doing? Uh, uh, I'm going to uh, sit here and uh, contemplate life choices and then uh, get in an Uber. Fair enough, man. Hey, this is a good time. Larry, show Yeah, you know what? I, it, it's, it, it's better than, uh, you know, sitting here and um, uh, just waiting for someone to come pick us up and then us taking them to CC's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's also a good time, though. I just want to point that out. <laughs> Deep dig. I love the I love the reference there. That's what I like to call a circle back. Yeah, love it. <laughs> well, I was good hanging out with you, man. Uh, fun spot, amazing. I'm glad that's the only place we went in your, your six and questions. Um, I hope Larry doesn't bleed out because we need more locks and loopers. We need more locks and loopers. The other guy, I don't know, whatever. As long as his RMC opens. <laughs>